Hi, I'm Andrea Donsky, founder of NaturallySavvy.com and co-host of our Naturally Savvy podcast. And I am Lisa Davis, MPH health educator, co-host of Naturally Savvy and author of the book, Cleaning Eating Dirty Sex Memoir Cookbook Healthy Lifestyle Guide. At Naturally Savvy, we are here to help you make healthier lifestyle choices. So we are so honored that you are tuning in to listen to our podcast on a weekly basis. And we are here to engage you, have fun, and help you live your healthiest lifestyle. Now, on to the show. How well hydrated are you? Did you know the moment you experience thirst, you're already dehydrated? Dehydration can lead to a dip in both your physical and cognitive abilities. Stay ahead of the game and try out our friends over at SOS Hydration. SOS is a balanced electrolyte mix that helps you hydrate at three times the rate of water alone. Dr. Formulated SOS is an oral rehydration solution as effective as an IV drip. With only three grams of sugar, 10 calories, and added minerals, SOS is not only hydrating, but also great for boosting your immune system. Take SOS on the go with their easy-to-use stick packs and ready-to-drink bottles. Learn more about how you can stay hydrated with SOS Hydration by visiting their website, www.soshydration.com. You can also buy it online or pick some up at your local CVS or Walmart. Hi, I'm Lisa Davis. So glad you're listening to Naturally Savvy Radio. I'm a big fan of functional medicine and functional nutrition. So we've got the wonderful Risa Gru, CN. And Risa is a functional nutritionist in private practice in Newport Beach, California, and has always been passionate about nutrition and good health. And she's going to join us now. Hi, Risa. Hi, Lisa. Thanks for having me. It's so nice to have you on. Now, I just read that functional nutrition focuses on using healthy natural foods to help people improve their health. Now, I understand too, as you mentioned, that you've always been passionate about nutrition and good health. Was that like at a young age? Were you influenced by your parents? Or tell us how this this passion came to be. You know, it's so funny because I think it's very innate in me. I grew up um, and I remember my grandmother talking about going to the fat farm, which I later realized was the spa. And you know, they were always talking about dieting and is this fattening? And I remember my mother talking about, oh, I can't eat that. It's fattening. And I was always thinking, what is this fattening thing, you know? And why are some foods fattening? And so um, I just was very conscious of eating and what foods did and, and how they, how they, how you responded to them growing up. And then I just always was interested in nutrition. I just always was. I, you know, I, I worked usually, I was in the, the initially in accounting and then in the sports sponsorship industry. I worked for a bunch of um, professional sports teams and every chance I had, I kept reading nutrition books. So I was just always interested, always. That's great. Yeah, I got interested early. My grandmother was a health food nut and my mom was a health food nut and I swore mm-hmm. I'd grow up and eat cookies and Captain Crunch for Right. Just lunch and dinner to rebel. But somehow they got to me. And around 17, I started really looking at what I was eating. You know, I remember being 14 and hanging out with my friends and eating like Doritos and, and Pepsi. I'm like, I can't believe that was me. Yeah, it's crazy. Well, eventually, I think we all realize that there's this connection between what we're eating and actually how we're feeling. So how our brain functions, how our body functions, if we're an athlete, you know, are, are we at, t- are at the top of our game? How's our performance? It, and it and it's a direct relationship. It just takes a while to figure that out. Yeah, it does. Now, what I love is that you have this great food frame approach or method. And I took your quiz and I think it said I was an AIP, which is pretty much what I know when I eat, I feel good. So you've got clean meats, 
healthy fats, veggies, some fruits, right? Correct. But what happens for me, Risa, I love your advice on this. And for listeners too, there's that restrictive feeling that sometimes I just go, you know what? Maybe it's worth having a headache or maybe it's worth being tired tomorrow because I just need something else. What do you, what do you say about that? Yeah. I mean, I hear that all day long and, and, and basically what I say to people is that you can eat whatever you want to eat. I'm never going to say you cannot eat that. But I'm hoping to give you the information for you to realize what these foods do and so that you're choosing not to eat those foods, right? Because you that's just what we were talking about with the relationship of when I eat these foods, I don't feel well. So I don't know about you, but for me, I, I want to be at the, I want my A game every day. I want to feel good. I want to work out. I want to have great energy. I want to have patience with the people around me. And it's funny how it happens when I eat according to what I should be eating, I have all those things. Now, I do talk about eating for sport and eating for survival. So most people walk into my office for the first time and they are for sure eating for sport. And that's what I mean is like, what do I feel like? What sounds good? What am I in the mood for? We're not thinking, those people are typically not thinking, oh my gosh, I had a lot of B vitamins this morning and I need a little bit more fiber and more protein for lunch. And tonight I'm going to have a little bit more um uh, vitamin B or, or A or, 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 you know, whatever it is that we're looking at with their nutrients. Most people don't do that with the exception of me, but, but <laughs> most people don't do that. Right. So, and, and do we, are we never going to eat for sport? I would say, no, that's not the, what the goal is, but we want to eat mostly for survival. And it's amazing how resilient the body is and how much it can take. But if we eat 90% for survival, then we absolutely can squeeze in a little bit sport eating. It's my birthday. It's it's a holiday. I'm going on vacation, and there, you know, I just got back from Montana yesterday, and they're known for this huckleberry pie, and it wasn't quite in season, so I didn't really have any, but I might have had a, a, a couple bites of it if I was there and it was in front of me because that's how we experience things, right? So, but but we don't do that every day. We do that on occasion. And there are going to be days where you just say, you know what? I just feel like some chips and guac. I want to go to that, that Mexican restaurant, get a taco and some chips. So yes, you you can have that, but we don't do that on a regular basis. And I also don't recommend that for people who are just starting to clean up what's going on if they've got a lot of stuff going on. But once you get to that place where you're in maintenance and yeah, you can absolutely enjoy some eating for sport on occasion. I think we eat unconsciously. You know, I, I, what I try to do is turn the light bulb on and say, oh, wow. I mean, I just had a, a client come in to see me a couple of months ago who was just fatigued, very, very, very fatigued. She sleeps 14 to 16 hours a day, exhausted. And we did a bunch of testing. I cleaned her up. I put her on my detox problem, program. Yes, she lost weight, but that's, you know, weight loss is a side effect of wellness. So I'm trying to get her energy. I didn't know at that point, is this an adrenal gland issue? Is this a thyroid issue? Or, um, you know, is it a blood sugar issue? What, what What is the root cause here? And we determined once we took her off gluten and I got her stool test back and she showed super high for gluten. Um, and at that point, by the time we got her test back in three weeks, her energy was through the roof. She was not, not napping. She was reorganizing her house. It was, it, it was night and day. I wish I took a picture. And, um, and then I did send her to the doctor to get uh, tested for celiac uh, because her numbers were so high and she had to bring gluten back in for the test and immediately all her symptoms went, came back. So that's when you say, oh, 
okay, it is a direct correlation to gluten because she only started bringing one slice of gluten bread a day in. It wasn't like she was ordering pizza and croissants and all day long. So it, it's amazing. What I try to do, my goal is to create this 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 consciousness of what we're eating and how it responds, how our body responds to it, and also to help your relationship. I mean, it's sort of a side effect of what we do is help your relationship with food because why do you want to go in the ring with Muhammad Ali every day and get punched and knocked out every day after day after day, right? At some point you say, you know what, this is not fun. It's not helping me long-term for sure. And short-term, I want to optimize my my energy. Now, for me, it's super clear-cut because I know I have food sensitivities. I know what they are, and I know if I avoid things, you know, I can feel pretty good. What about people who who really don't have the food sensitivities and they need more motivation to stay on a more strict now, diet? Now, you're talking about the people who really don't have a response to food, maybe. So, I never really had a response to food either. I mean, maybe I could feel like I wasn't as energetic or focused, but it really didn't affect my day-to-day. So I would be classified in one of those. And, and I do have autoimmune, but I just don't have a lot of symptoms of that autoimmunity. So for those people, I say, you know, I look internally. I'm always looking at blood tests and stool tests because I can tell you I work with professional athletes. I work with tons of people. And even the skinny people who come into my office and we do blood work, they may not have blood sugar dysregulation or they may, but their inflammation numbers might be through the roof. And I'm telling you, I see this all the time. So it's it's what's going on internally that we're eating for because, you, you know, I mean, I, I don't care what you look like. Um, I, I care what your numbers are. Your, your, your stool test will tell me a lot about, you know, what's your production of, of digestive enzymes, pancreatic enzymes. Are you having a hard time absorbing your fats? You know, do you have a, a sensitivity to gluten? Things like that. You know, and blood test tells me pretty much everything. I deep dive. I do all 10 markers of the thyroid. I do all four markers of blood sugar. So you might be insulin resistant, which is the step before prediabetes, um, or you could be diabetic and not even know it. Um, you, you know, again, I look at inflammation numbers. I'm looking at fatty liver. I'm looking at um, the, the kidney filtration. I'm, I'm doing a deep dive. So for somebody who might not have any symptoms, they could still have dysregulated blood sugars. So I'm always looking at that because when at the end of the day, health really is that. That is our map to wellness. Yeah, that's incredible. I definitely am going to speak with you. And yeah, I definitely want to work with you is what I'm trying to say. And because I'm at that point now where like I just had a smoothie with oat milk, uh, organic strawberries and blueberries, and this protein powder that has like four ingredients. It's like pea protein, coconut, and like two other things. And I already I'm like, I'm having trouble swallowing and there's something in there. And I'm like, but I thought I could have those things. So I think, are you able to pinpoint from the blood work food sensitivities or is it just the inflammation? and stuff like that no so from blood work um the panel that i order i i look at all your general as i mentioned the thyroid and the blood sugars are pretty big and then i do a whole spans of pretty much everything cholesterol and iron saturation things like that i look at all a breakdown of white blood cells i see a lot of epstein-barr virus inside of megalovirus through the breakdown the ratio of white blood cells so i do a lot of that if people do have food sensitivities i mean you walk into my office i'm taking off a gluten and dairy no matter what so if you do have a autoimmune disease, I'm going to take you off the nightshades right away too. Um, if you don't get better, 
then um, we can do more deep diving. If somebody says, let's do a food allergy test the first day they walk into my office, I'll order it for them. But I tend not to do that because, again, it's a side effect of a leaky gut. So right. I test you for zonulin, which is a enzyme that will show up in your stool test if you have leaky gut. So if you if you've got holes in your gut, because remember we only have one layer of cells in uh, skin cells in our intestinal lining, so it's very fragile. Once you start poking holes in there, you're going to be affected by everything. So if you walk in and you tell me you've got two autoimmune diseases, you feel terrible, and you've got all these stomach issues, I'm going to say. Um, you know, let's, I wouldn't order a food allergy test for you because you're going to come up showing up for probably 80% of the things on there and you're going to be completely discouraged. You're going to be completely depressed and say, I can't eat anything. And so that, that's not what I'm doing anyway, because I'm just working on bringing back the integrity of the intestinal lining so that we don't have leaky gut. You're only having those food allergy responses because we've got holes in the system. So we want to put, you know, we want to slurry the street, right? We want to, we want to cover those potholes so we don't have those holes and you won't have responses. Now, three months into it, when we're 90 days into the protocol and we've been doing everything we can to repair the gut through food, through supplementation, um, and, and you're still having responses to those foods, yeah, I would probably order a food allergy test. And you won't show up for 90% or 80% of those foods. You might show up for maybe 10%. So it takes time for the body to heal, but I, um, I'm always looking at the root cause. Wow, it, you're blowing my mind. So I got, got diagnosed with leaky gut years ago, mm-hmm. but I was never really put on a good protocol. Talk about somebody like me. I have uh, Hashimoto's. So I'm a Hashi's girl myself. So welcome to my club. Thousands of us there. So let me kind of break down autoimmune for you. About a third of autoimmune is genetic. You got autoimmune, it not, might not be Hashi's or Graves from, from a family member, but it, it's some form of autoimmune. The rest of it is mostly the next big chunk is leaky gut. Again, it's those holes in the intestinal lining and those these these proteins and foods go in and they create an antibody response and they start to attack and then they pick a gland or a organ in which to attack. And in this case, it's chosen your thyroid. So it starts to attack and attack. So you're in a state of inflammation. And so what we do for somebody like you is we I would immediately start to quell the inflammation. So we do take out all the foods. The nightshades that I mentioned, those are high in lectins, that pea protein that you had this morning in your shake had a lot of lectins. So that might be having a, a, causing an inflammatory response for you. I don't know if that oat milk, oats are technically not uh, gluten, but they're processed in a facility that has a lot of gluten. So there's a lot of cross-contamination with that as well. I'm not a big fan of oat milk for that reason. It also has a lot of carbohydrates. So I would suggest coconut milk for you. It's a better fat. It's better for your gut um, and less carbohydrates. Um, but um, so I would be working on quelling the inflammation and the attack. Um, and then I would take things out for Hashi's or for autoimmune. I would take out any kind of fluoride, um, bromide, which is bromelated wheat. So that you're not going to eat any gluten anyway. So that's a slam dunk and chlorine. Those are three halogens that block any absorption from iodine from getting into your body. So when we look at our, our, our thyroid, our T4 and our T3, those are three and four atoms of iodine. So iodine is a little important for the thyroid, but getting back to autoimmune, the other things that 
that create an autoimmune disease or, you know, a, 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 a bacteria such as Epstein-Barr virus that can absolutely dysregulate blood sugars and um, thyroid numbers as well as create, uh, be the root cause of 30, up to 33 autoimmune diseases. It, um, so some type of pathogen, I see this a lot. We see some kind of parasites. Blastocystis hominis is one. There's several different types of, of pathogens that are in the intestines that live there forever unless we kill them. That can cause autoimmune. I see this all the time. Prevotella copri is one of those. Every single time I have a rheumatoid arthritis patient walk into my office, it's a slam dunk. Those people are pretty high in Prevotella copri in their intestinal lining. So if we kill the root cause to that, then we have a pretty high chance of um, of reversing or quelling that um, autoimmune. So that's why I do a full comprehensive panel about 86 pathogens in the intestinal lining to find out root causes. Um, MTHFR, that's a gene mutation. I talk about this a lot. That's a very common gene mutation. A lot of people uh, don't know about it. I have it. Both my kids have it. It's 90% of the population has it. I test every single patient in here for it. And it basically means that you cannot methylize or process either your B12 and or your folate, your B9. And so super important, it can cause things like ADD, ADHD, bipolar, uh, um, autism, schizophrenia, migraines, headaches, um, anxiety, depression, miscarriages, and infertility. So that's a huge component. And when we eat a bad diet, or if we're vegan and we don't eat any B vitamins, um, it's even worse for them. And then when we're stressed, we eat all of our B vitamins in our intestinal lining. So we, B vitamins are a huge piece of the puzzle. That's why I take a B, my B ultra every day because it is in methylcobalamin form. And so MTHFR could be another reason why. Um, and uh, a lifestyle, you know, it could be stress. It could be um, poor diet, bad sleep, lots of alcohol, lots of sugar processed foods. So, um, you know, what I say a lot is, you know, the environment is basically loads the gun, you know, and then our lifestyle kind of pulls the trigger, right? Um, and we have these, you know, if we have genetic, if we have uh, family members who have had autoimmune, it's very, my mom did. It's very likely that we are um, going to pull the trigger. Something's going to pull the trigger. So we have to be really diligent about it. And unfortunately, autoimmune numbers are growing and growing. And we don't really have any doctors that specialize in autoimmune. We have um, endocrinologists that look at the adrenals and the, and the sex hormones and the thyroid, but we really don't have an autoimmune specialist. We have doctors who look at every part. Functional medicine looks at the whole body as a whole and not pieces and parts of it. So um, we do have to be very educated. We have more chemicals in our environment now than we've ever had. Um, more than any other country by far on the planet, we are approved currently, the FDA has approved for us 82,000 chemicals. We are uh, over 3,000 of which we can eat. And a lot of those, a great majority of those are not even tested, unfortunately. So those chemicals is what I call, you know, I say to people who walk in my office, I want you to imagine that your body is just like a sneaker factory, right? You've got all the equipment to make a sneaker. And if I give you leather, rubber, and canvas, I know we're going to get a sneaker at the end. And if I say to you, Lisa, I've got this great idea. Let's put some cell phone parts in your sneaker factory. I would hope you'd say no, because if we put cell phone parts in a sneaker factory, we'd probably break that machinery. I use that silly little example because that's exactly what we're doing. We have all this real food, right? Things crawling on the ground and spreading from the air, from the, from the ground. But we eat foods from factories all the time. 
Even in restaurants, we get foods from factories. We even eat foods with warning labels on them voluntarily. So we're putting cell phone parts in our sneaker factory day in and day out. So of course it's going to break down. This is why we're sicker and sicker. So with someone like me or, you know, with leaky gut autoimmune, you have a certain protocol, you have them on a certain diet, they're taking supplements, they're doing a cleanse, but you have everything, which is really nice. Mm -hmm. Yep. We start with cleaning you out. The detox, the uh, Resigrid Nutrition RGN detox is great. It's got collagen, protein, and it has a ton of amino acids and antioxidants that help open up pathways one and two. We store toxins in our fat cells and fat tissues. So that's why you lose weight when you detoxify, but it is not a weight loss program. Everybody loses weight and everybody wants to lose weight. You know, not everybody, but a lot of people, I want to go on that detox again, but it's for literally detoxifying your body optimizing your organs, optimizing your liver, cleaning that liver does so many things. It does 500 things every day. It needs to be optimized. If that liver is sluggish, the whole system's going down. So, and then it puts kind of bumpers on, on this situation, puts you in this, in this box of this is what I can eat. And you can eat tons of food. That's not calorie restrictive. It's, I don't ever want you to be hungry. It has nothing to do with that but we're eating real foods from a farm. And once we clean out your body and you're working, you know, your, your, your body's more optimal, um, then we, we're, we've gotten your blood panel back, we've gotten your stool test back, then I have a roadmap. Where do we go for you? Because every body is different and, uh, you know, I have a father and son I'm working with right now and we're going in totally different directions. They have totally different things going on, right? So... It doesn't matter if you eat together every day or, you know, you have your twin sister. We just all have our own genetics that are, we're housing different things in our guts and, and responding to it. So we have a customized roadmap and that's where you say, okay, what do you have autoimmune? Yes, you're going to eat autoimmune uh, AIP. But a lot of people have SIBO, small intestinal bacteria overgrowth. That is huge. And it's very underdiagnosed. If you're having any bloating, if you're having chronic diarrhea or chronic constipation, which... I see every single day, every hour I see it. You've got probably, you're likely to have SIBO, small intestinal bacteria overgrowth. So we've got to eat for that. And then once we eliminate that, we manage that, then you you go to a different eating plan. I mean, it's, you're eating basically sort of all the same things. I'm never going to advise you to eat Twinkies, but, you know, but we're eating real food how much and certain ones are, you know, change a little bit here or there, depending on your health status, but our health status change and they're all different. Naturally Savvy Podcast is sponsored by Morphous for Menopause. Now I'm assuming it takes different amounts of time for different people to heal the gut. And is this like a complete healing or is it, it's going to make it a little better? How does that work? So I've seen a lot of amazing miracles in my office, really things that I haven't even haven't anticipated. I, I work with a, a surgeon actually is, is a, is a client of mine and he came in and he was pre-diabetic and he had a major fatty liver. He had um, a tremendous amount of ferritin. He stored a lot of iron and we tested him for hemochromatosis. He didn't have it. And that was, I mean, again, perfect example, skinny, great shape, ate well, exercise. You would think he's the top of his game, a surgeon. Um, and he had all these issues I worked for, with him for about maybe 16 weeks 
and um, we reversed his uh, prediabetes a thousand percent, his iron stabilized. But he came into my office the last time I saw him and I said, how you doing? He goes, I got to ask you a question. I said, what is it? And he said, you know, I've been wearing hearing aids for the last two years. I said, oh, I didn't know that. He said, well, I went to the audiologist and they said, you don't need them anymore. Your hearing is fine. And he said, have you ever seen that before? And I said, no, I hadn't. And um, I had a big guess. He goes, what do you think that is? And I said, well, I'm going to ask you first. He's a physician. I said, what What do you think it is? And he said, the inflammation. And I said, hands down, a thousand percent. Oh, wow. He had so much inflammation. He was storing so much iron. And his inflammatory numbers, homocysteine, his CRP, were, were both elevated. And we got rid of the inflammation. I work with um, a professional golfer on the PGA Tour, and he is famous for back pain. Famous. I mean, he came in and he was all over the world with doctors. He has so many people working on his back. I started asking about his surgeries. He said, I've had no surgeries. I said, oh, has anybody checked your inflammation markers? He said, no. So I ordered up all these tests, and sure enough, they were through the roof. This guy is living on golf courses. Both of his homes were on golf courses, and he works on a golf course. Well, golf courses are treated with tons of chemicals. He was breathing them in while he was sleeping and while he was working, and and his inflammation numbers were so high that in, in I think it was three weeks, we got him completely down. His back pain was gone. I asked him uh, on a scale from one to 10 when he first walked in my office, 10 being the worst, excruciating back pain. He said he's usually a seven, sometimes an eight. And uh, the next week he was a four. And the week after he was like a one or a zero. And every time I see him now, I say, what's your, what's your number? And he's a zero one unless he picks up a golf club. So that's pretty cool to, I mean, I could give you a million. Yeah. But inflammation is a huge driver. So I'm always looking at inflammation and gut health. Those are my two foundational issues I'm looking at. And COVID taught us that inflammation is real. So the people who were dying from COVID are people who are third stage inflammation. Most of those people were third stage inflammation because of blood sugars. Those are diabetics. And then the other big factor that people were dying from that we found out was vitamin D deficiency. The darker the skin, the harder to absorb. The older you get, the harder to absorb. People who are not outside, people who are not eating food from soil-rich foods, a lot of processed foods. You, you are, you're, I look at vitamin D levels all day long. They are de- depleted. So um, vitamin D is critically important. It's a huge factor in immunity. 75 to 85% of our, of our immune system is produced in our gut. If we don't have a healthy gut, we don't have an immune system. We cannot house a virus in a microbiome in which it will not house. So, you know, over and over and over again, it comes back to gut and inflammation. Yeah, you know, one of the things that you said, I'm really glad that it doesn't matter your size because I've seen heavier people who I know well who eat a really clean diet. And mm-hmm. I know skinny people who live on crap. Mm-hmm. And I'm so sick of people's judgment and the fat Absolutely. shaming because you don't, I'm not saying being super obese, but I mean, just, you know, having a few extra pounds. Right. If you're still doing the right thing. Right. And their thyroid might be off. They might have, you know, estrogen imbalance. They might have. Um, uh, blood sugar dysregulation, insulin resistance, where they can't lose those pounds, but they're still eating well. Yeah, and skinny people just 
doesn't mean you're healthy all the time. Most, most of my very sickest uh, clients that I work with are my skinniest. Really? For okay. sure. There is so much. As a matter of fact, you have a book, which I'm going to read and have you back. Uh, Food Frame, Diet is a Four-Letter Word. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about it, and I can't wait to read it and have you back. And I'd like to have you back like a lot, because I think you're absolutely brilliant. Oh, thank you, thank you. I, um, I wrote that book because... I work with probably 40 to 50 patients a week in my office, Monday through Thursday, and I see so much illness. And these people are successful and educated, but nobody teaches us. There is no, there's nobody teaches us how to eat. And um, so we need to know. And I have done so much. I've tried everything. I've tried every diet. I've tried every detox and cleanse and juice. I've done it all. And so I wanted to give my wisdom from all the mistakes I've made and all the successes I've had to other people. And when I, I mean, hour after hour, I see people in my office that are, I mean, I'm working with this one guy. I spoke to him yesterday. I'm so excited. He's, I'm just, he he made my day yesterday, full diabetic three months ago, full diabetic on four medications for blood pressure. His blood pressure is completely normal now. And he is no longer, he was pre-diabetic about three weeks ago. And now his blood sugars are completely within normal range. So when you see that hour after hour in my office, I figured it out. I want the world to know that this is possible. We just need to get the right information. And you go to this doctor and they tell you one thing and you go to that doctor. I mean, I, I see so many things and I, and, and I think functional uh, practitioners get it. We just have been, we, we're, we're, it's not a pill for nil. We know that it's not a pill for now. And we know that carrots don't solve everything. So it's a hybrid of every of, of everything, right? It, medication is there if we absolutely need it. But the body can do so much, it has the ability to heal on its own. So I created this book so people can have a very easy way to say, take the food frame quiz, which eating lifestyle is best for me. I'm going to absolutely recommend the detox for everybody first shot because it cleans you out. It takes out the processed foods. It usually, I mean, it takes away all your sugar and carb cravings. Yes, everybody likes it because you lose weight, but it also helps with energy and sleep and pooping and 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 skin and um, clarity, mental clarity and all that. And if there's food allergies, it tends to take the bulk of them out. And then you eat real food. You eat food from the farm in the refrigerator, nothing dead in the pantry, right? So, and you can eat and you can go out and do that. So we do that for two weeks. And then I recommend that they go to their practitioner or they can work with me um, via Zoom or our phone or in my office and we order the labs and we find out, is this an inflammatory issue? Is this an iron issue? Is this a fatty liver issue? Is this a thyroid? Do you, are your hormones in mouth? Do you have too much cortisol? You know, what is the root cause here? And then, then you do it. Then you just follow the yellow brick road. And sometimes it's easier than others. And I know you were asking me about timeline. It's very hard for me to give a timeline because I see some people, you know, pretty much rule of thumb is the younger you are, the quicker you heal. But not everybody. Sometimes there's complications. Um, And then sometimes like this guy that I'm working with, I mean, he's lost like 53 pounds with me. I think it's actually 54 as of yesterday. We reversed his diabetes and we reversed his blood pressure issue. And he, he really doesn't have a lot more to go. So, and I've been working with him. I think now it's been, we started in January. So it's been six months. 
So, and he wants more weight. So, you know, everybody is different. And again, it depends on how compliant you are, you know, but it's not about out out exercising a a bad diet. It's not about that. We need a little bit of exercise, but we don't, you know, you don't have to run a marathon. And especially if you've got thyroid issues, we don't want you to be too much cardio or, or cortisol, you know, and every, everything, everything is customized to you. So I, I wrote that book food frame because diet is a four letter word. It's not a diet. This is an eating lifestyle. You're going to eat Lisa every day for the rest of your life. I would imagine. Yes. And you want to know how to do that. Yes, I do. How does that work best for you? Not for your best friend or your next door neighbor who lost 40 pounds on keto and you didn't. It's because you might not be good with absorbing your fats. That keto would be a horrible thing for you. I'm starting to do a lot of genetic testing now to determine how do you absorb your nutrients and what kind of exercise is best for you. And we, we, we have all these genetics and using that information as a roadmap. I just have been feeling so overwhelmed and like, you know, I know I need to do something. I'm tired of feeling lousy. I'll feel good for a few days and then I'll fall off the wagon and feel lousy. And it's just exhausting. So this is just wonderful timing. And you're going to be, you're obviously helping so many people, Risa. I'm thrilled that you're helping my audience as well. Tell us all the ways we can find you. So my website is Risa Grew Nutrition. It's R-I-S-A. And my last name is Grew, G-R-O-U-X nutrition my instagram same thing risa grew nutrition twitter um facebook pinterest all of those things um um i think i have a tiktok account now too how fun um, i had this recipe that went completely viral the other Ooh. day so funny what was it great recipe it's a great snack everybody can have this it's cucumbers i took per- persian cucumbers and cut them in quarters a little bit of sesame oil a little bit of coconut aminos, that's the yeah. soy sauce. And then, you know, that everything but the bagel seasoning from Trader Joe's? Oh, yeah. Pull that in there. And then just keep in, you know, you can you can uh, marinate it or just keep it in the fridge. And, oh, my God, we my daughter and I have been obsessed with eating those. They're so good. And it went completely viral. There were hundreds of thousands of people on that. But anyway, it's good. It's really good. So try that. It's a great recipe. But I'm always cooking. Um, in my book, I have a ton of recipes, about seven recipes for each diet type, also diet types. And then, um, yeah, I do a lot of cooking. Um, so I have everything on my website is gluten-free, dairy-free, soy-free. And I don't use any processed sugar at all. I use a lot of allulose or monk fruit Um and um, I have a product line, again, that's all gluten-free. I have a really top-of-the-line collagen. The hair growth on my head is crazy. Um, the hair and is beautiful. Yeah, just I keep, it's crazy. I did a video about it, too, at the hairdresser. because She's like, what are you doing? You are Your hair just keeps growing. <laughs> anyway, um, my collagen bars, all my vitamins and everything on there. And I'm super picky. I don't like crap. I do not want to put crap into my body. I don't want to put it in my kids. I don't want to put it in any of my clients that I work with. So everything is um, is super, super clean. This has just been an absolute thrill. You've given me hope. Oh, <laughs> Lisa, really. hope. Lisa, there's hope for everybody. You know, the one thing I just want to say is sure. I am always amazed when people walk into my office with with issues that have lasted for years 
that, you know, I've had chronic diarrhea for three years every single day. How do you live like that? The the malabsorption that is taking place in that body is just terrible, right? I'm at the people that will come in here and they poop once a week. I see this all the time. People who have a lot of heartburn. We should not be having heartburn, people. There, We should not have that. There is probably an, a, a, a deficiency in digestive enzymes. So, you know, they're, they're, listen to your body. If I can just say one thing to all your listeners, your body is trying to communicate with you and try to listen to what it's saying. If you don't feel well, if you don't, if something's not working right, if you're afraid to go out of your house for one reason or another because of your health, something is wrong. Address it. It is not because you have a deficiency in medication. I have a 17 year olds with anxiety. We are, they're not deficient in medication. So we have to, we have to make those connections and listen to our body and find the root cause. Yeah, you're you're amazing, Risa. Absolutely. Thank you so much. I can't wait to talk to you again. Thank you. Well, that's it for our show today. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate you. And we would appreciate it if you could please rate and review and leave a comment because the more you engage with our podcast, the more you will find it and help other people find it wherever they listen to their podcast. So be sure to follow us. I'm at Andrea Donsky and at Naturally Savvy and Lisa at Lisa Davis MPH. Thank you so much. And please share this episode because the more you share shows you care. We'll see you next time.